Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. As the trade fight between the United States and China continues, one Chinese company in particular has come under direct attack by President Trump, Huawei. Huawei is something that's very dangerous. You look at what they've done from a security standpoint, from a military standpoint, it's very dangerous. The Chinese tech company is the world's second largest cell phone maker and the largest provider of telecom equipment. And this month, the president signed an executive order effectively banning U.S. companies from doing business with the Chinese firm, citing possible threats to national security. The move has broad implications for the U.S., from trade to our relationship with our allies to the future of how fast our cell phones work. With me to explain all this is David Sanger, national security correspondent for The New York Times. David, good morning. Great to be with you, Charlie. First, can you talk about Huawei, a bit of its history and just how vast it is? Well, Huawei is quite vast now, but it began very small. It was created by uh, a former People's Liberation Army officer who began wiring up rural China, but then spread the company over the next 20 to 30 years throughout Southeast Asia, ultimately to Africa, Europe, uh, and some in the United States. Uh, and the uh, the company today is now the second largest maker of uh, cell phones, but more importantly, they're the biggest maker now of the switching systems that, that run cellular networks and thus a big competitor for 5G or fifth generation networks. So why is it that the Trump administration has taken this position towards the company? What is it that they are worried about? So the ostensible worry is that if uh, a Chinese maker, not just Huawei, but even its smaller Chinese rivals like ZTE, are building the networks in the United States, uh, the way politicians put it, they'll have the ability to go listen into or, more importantly, intercept internet communications or reroute them to China. I guess that's a concern, although most sensitive communications, military communications, financial transactions uh, are all encrypted now. The bigger worry when you talk to intelligence officials and they're not on the record is that if you ever got into a time of conflict with China and Huawei received instructions to shut things off, that our networks would go down. And that's particularly important when you get to 5G, because while the fifth generation networks will speed up your cell phone data, their real import is machine-to-machine communications. The Internet of Things will talk to each other over these very high-speed cell networks. So autonomous cars, factories, gas pipelines, water pipelines, you name it for industrial equipment, will all be running over that, and you'd be handing to a Chinese firm the control over the switch of when those go on or off. So how significant are these concerns that the president is wary about? Is this a very legitimate national security position that he's taken, or is it a bargaining chip in this ongoing trade fight that's going on with China? Well, to the intelligence community, it's a huge national security issue. But every once in a while, the president lets slip something like, well, I might be willing to go negotiate or trade away on Huawei. So what the intelligence community fears is that the president in a trade negotiation might be willing for electoral purposes to uh, take a Chinese offer to order X billion dollars more in soybeans in return for lifting many of the sanctions on Huawei. An issue that's at the center of this tough stance that the administration is taking is this 5G cellular technology that you're talking about. I mean, what is at stake if Huawei is not involved uh, in creating this in the U.S.? 
Well, at this point, it's pretty clear they won't be involved in creating it in the United States. They've already been banned from selling their cell phones. Those disappeared from AT&T and Verizon and Sprint stores about two years ago. And under an executive order that the president issued two weeks ago, now Huawei is being starved of American technology. The U.S. is cutting off chips to Huawei. Now, the big question is uh, whether or not this is a strategy that will backfire because while it's one thing to say I'm going to cut off the company, we live in a big interconnected internet in the world. And any message that you send, Charlie, even if you send a message uh, to me, the bits are traveling all over the world and probably over Huawei servers. So just because they're banned from the United States does not mean that they would no longer be able to intercept uh, traffic. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't be able to interfere with communications. What could be the economic consequences here in the United States of this ban that's basically going on between U.S. businesses and Huawei? I think that this individual ban with Huawei is probably not likely to have a broad economic impact except on those firms that are supplying Huawei. But I think the bigger question is symbolic. If the United States can convince European nations, particularly the NATO allies, to cut off Huawei. And so far, it's not clear they'll be able to do that. But if they could, then it's it's easy to imagine that the Chinese government will retaliate by saying, you know, uh, Germany, you can no longer sell BMWs or Mercedes in China. Or they might cut the United States and other nations off from Uh, rare earth minerals, which are used in the production of a lot of electronics, much of which comes from China. So it's not like the Chinese don't have ways to retaliate. How has Huawei responded? So far, Huawei has responded and China has responded with great moderation. Um, The Chinese government has been very restrained about doing counter sanctions dealing with Huawei. I think sensing that they may be able to get a deal on this as part of the overall trade deal. If they did, it might alleviate the immediate pressure on Huawei, but it wouldn't solve the national security concern. What could be the unintended consequences of the administration getting tough like this? Well, the biggest unintended consequence, Charlie, could be that the Chinese government ramps up and speeds up its Made in China 2025 policy and basically begins to make more of its electronics itself earlier and tries to reduce its dependency on the United States. Huawei's already doing that. So how will the administration measure success? I mean, what is the end game here? It's a great question because I'm not sure they understand or can fully articulate what their end game is. They will give you a lot of tactical answers. They want European companies to follow the United States and cut off Huawei, keep them out of their networks. So far, many of those companies are hedging, keeping one foot in both camps. But I think the big question going forward is, is the end state some kind of American victory, as President Trump frequently refers to, or is it that we've divided the internet into an authoritarian side run by China and Chinese companies and a free, chaotic, sometimes abusive side run by Western companies? David Sanger is a national security correspondent for The New York Times. Huawei and 5G are covered in his most recent book, The Perfect Weapon, War, Sabotage, and Fear in the Cyber Age, now out in paperback. David, thanks so much. Thank you, Charlie. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. WNYC.